Welcome to your long day, everybody. Good to see everybody back, and hopefully you tell one friend this week, and we will double our numbers if each one of you tells one friend. But in the meantime, let me tell you about what is going on in this great receding empire. Margaret Atwood, very famous feminist author, is under fire for being a turf. The turf list is growing. There's a BBC article that was written very controversial about how lesbians are feeling pressured into having sexual experiences with transgender women. If they don't, they also are TERFs. We're about to TERF the world. We're going to live in a, in a NERF world and a TERF world. Uh, Enos Cantor, uh, the basketball player, is starting a lot of beef with China, baby, and throwing some shade dead ass low-key some shade at nike and the ccp and he just won't stop and now celtics games are not being aired in china so the nba is definitely having meetings right now about enos Cantor and how they can make him shut his fucking mouth what else is going on there's uh mandate protests all over the country new york city yesterday a big one over the bridge which is ironic because the people that were protesting the mandates were like cops and city workers who were the same people who were calling the people who were protesting and blocking traffic last year cucks. So the shoe's now on the other foot and the student has now become the teacher. TikTok's under fire. Facebook's under fire. YouTube's under fire. Washington's trying to stick their nose into the social media and how it's shaping our kids to be Fabulous and woke or lit or yes! Governor DeSantis is offering a 5K signing bonus for any cop who wants to leave their fucking city that has a vaccine mandate and come play for the fucking Florida heat, baby. No vaccine requires. This is long days and we all know what the fucking deal is, baby. Governor DeSantis is definitely becoming one of the most entertaining governors to follow in American gubernatorial politics. Governors are like the presidents, the head of the executive branch of our state, which are our little countries, which right now are acting a little, a little bit more like Europe in the European Union than like the United States. Um... We're starting to have as many differences as Poland and maybe Germany have right now. And the only difference is we all speak the same language, kinda. Um, Governor DeSantis has just released a statement where he is offering a $5,000 signing bonus to any cop who wants to leave their vaccine-mandated location and come join and play for the Heat. So 
The kid is, he's doing a recruiting job right now. He's sitting down on the couch with the family and saying, hey, your kid does a great chokehold, okay? I've been watching him all through high school. We want him to come play for us, okay? We got a lot of trash on the street and we will look the other way. I'm about to enact a law in Florida where body cams are illegal and if anyone films a cop, they have to go to Guantanamo Bay. Do you want to come play for the Florida fucking Novax free-for-alls, baby? Come on down. We're Cuban. We're fucking redneck. And we are absolutely 100% fucking chaotic. So come on down, coppers, and play for Florida. $5,000 signing bonus, and I'll throw in something else for you. I'll throw in something else for you. Krispy Kreme donut gift certificates every month. How about them apples? How about them fucking apples? I mean, how wild is that that he just issued an edict to the whole country saying, hey, listen, whatever cops are against the vaccine mandates of their state, we want you to come down and be a cop in Florida. What if like, a million fucking cops just showed up in Miami tomorrow. I mean, then the whole state, like they were, the cops would make up like 70% of Florida's population because he's offering 5K bonus. He's, he's, he's trying to, it's almost like there's going to be an auction for cops. And of course, cops are going to go there. One, because they feel like it's a state that maybe, you know, they won't be as vilified as they are everywhere else. Although according to Elon Mar, she just gave a very important speech at some high school in her district um, where her district is completely engulfed in absolute crime and homicide. And she's going, this has everything to do with the cops not fulfilling their oath and nothing to do with the general sentiment that they're all fucking murderers and they stink. So this has got nothing to do with me, guys. I'm here to tell you that this crime wave in my district, which usually ousts anyone out of office who represents that district, has nothing to do with me, even though I'm your representative and I'm the top, even though I was one of the crew. I was one of the defund crew. Defund though police, Elon Omar. She's blaming the cops. So she's blaming the cops. <laughs> Let me get this right. She's blaming the cops for criminals. I don't know what's what anymore right now. We are living in an Orwellian time where left is right, right is left, up is down, sad is happy, comedy is an attack, an attack is a peaceful protest, burning buildings is, is letting us hear your voice. So I'm not quite sure what to believe. But apparently she may have a little bit of a point in that the police are probably not jumping to answer calls right now because they probably feel a little less than appreciated. You know, it's kind of like after you get caught cheating on your girlfriend or wife, you know, and you ask her to go make you a sandwich. I guarantee you that sandwich isn't going to come quickly. I also can't guarantee you that there's not going to be a fucking loogie amongst the tomatoes and onions if you get your sandwich the way I like it, which is offend me with the mayonnaise, also mustard, onions, mandatory. If there's no onions, I don't even want the sandwich.
It's the fucking secret ingredient to a sandwich is onions. So, Governor DeSantis is inviting, here we go, you wanna hear it? Let's hear it, let's hear it, let's hear, let's hear, uh, this is Ilan Omar speaking at some high school in Minneapolis about the rise in violent crime. We must also recognize is that the reduction in policing currently in our city and the lawlessness that is happening um, is due to two things. Two things. One, the police have chosen to not fulfill their oath of office and to provide the public safety they are owed to the citizens they serve, right? It's documented. But even before that, it was documented. The Minneapolis Police Department is the most dysfunctional police department in our state and probably in the country. The second part is that- It's me, it's me, they hate me, they don't wanna make me look good. Wait, let's hear what the second one is. Taking responsibility for what the police does and doesn't do. And that doesn't exist in this moment. I think one and two and are the same thing. That the current charter that we have does tie the hands of those who want to have that accountability. Because we are mandated to have a specific amount of policing. We are mandated to you know, have the kind of police union contract that we have right now. Um, I don't know any other big city in the state of Minnesota that has the charter that we have. It just doesn't exist. Okay. You know what I think the problem with Minnesota is? We got to bring back Governor Ventura. Maybe we should have known things were starting to go south when Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor of California and then Jesse the Body Ventura became governor of Minnesota. Um, that was maybe a harbinger of maybe one day the president is going to be a reality game show host. And we got there, baby. And now we got Alina Omar who is a star. She is a star, baby. I mean, here she is, a strong Somalian woman, left her husband for some dude who worked in her campaign or worked in her office, some honk-a-donk. And uh, here she is, not mentioning that maybe perhaps the cops that have probably been defunded somewhat in Minneapolis. I'm not keeping up, but I'm sure they've slashed some things because I know they slashed them in New York and then people in the crime-ridden neighborhoods started crying about, let's please fund them again. This is not good. Which seems like a rational thing to say, like, hey, listen, the media is saying all this stuff and these rich activists who then go back with their signs to Cobble Hill and Carroll Gardens to their much safer neighborhoods. Because these protesting kids don't live in these crime-ridden neighborhoods. They do not. Um, they go back to their much safer neighborhoods after the protest is over and feel really good about themselves. 
But maybe she's not mentioning that perhaps if she would have put herself in cop shoes, I'm just playing Devicle's advocate here. Devicle's advocate is if you feel like everyone views you as an evil person, as an enemy, um, that anything can happen, that as soon as you show up, everyone's going to whip out their cell phones. Maybe that just, I don't know, steals a little bit of motivation for you to do your job efficaciously. Get smarter! Maybe that just throws a bone. That's like telling me like, hey man, you want to you wanna go back to uh, this horrific comedy club? I won't name names. The audience is stinks. They're all 80 years old and uh, they hate anyone who curses. You want to go perform for 40? How much does it pay? Okay, I'll get some grands out of it. All right, I'll do it. But I'm not going to be happy about it, am I? For a crowd that I know is going to hate me the moment I stand up. Why don't we use a little common sense, Elon Omar? Maybe that's got something to do with the cops not doing a great job right now. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that you have just been spewing rhetoric about how evil they are because of this fucking bozo, this one fucking bozo who ended up doing a horrific thing in Minnesota. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know? Perhaps. J. Harvin 15 wants to know if I'm talking about the comic strip. I am not, and I will not mention what I'm talking or who I'm talking about, but I had more of a road club in mind. But anyway... Cops, if you listen to this podcast, there's a great and bright opportunity for you in the Sunshine State. First of all, you don't got to pay state taxes, which is great. Second of all, you get a 5K uh, signing bonus. Third, you get to work on the black market in your off time for a cocaine dealer and make extra side money because the main economy in Florida, as we all know, is cocaine. So you can do a little side hustle, no problemo, especially in the South Florida area. Today I'm wearing the Uncle Paulie shirt here. Thank you, Paulie, for sending me my shirt. Uncle Paulie's locations in Los Angeles. Line starts to the right. 15% off any sandwiches. If you walk in the front door yelling, fuck Biden. If you walk in the door 30% 30% off if you walk in the door to Uncle Paulie's and you say, build my dick back better. <laughs> Half price off bodega sandwiches if you walk in and yell Trump 2024. Kick Biden out the door. Kamala's a whore. You get a free sandwich with that whole fucking rhyme. If you drop down all those bars, you get a free fucking sandwich. All you got to pay for is the salt and vinegar chips at fucking Uncle Paulie's, where we bring queens to the fucking cocked out Los Angeles areas. <laughs> Uncle Paulie's, it's a fucking out of borough experience. 
Get yourself a fucking Eastside cheesecake after you get yourself a nice fucking chicken palm with ketchup and bacon called the Godfather. Every fucking East Coast deli has got one sandwich called the Godfather. And it's usually a chicken cutlet. Fast Fingers, Fast Fingers Funk wants me to know I'm not vaxxed by Santa, but Santa says he's going to hook me up for Christmas, so I'm good. Bob Flacco 13 says Terminator vs. Transformers crossover starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Caitlyn Jenner. I just want to hear Omar say, I'm the captain now. <laughs> That's from Burbs59. He said he wants to hear Elon Omer say, I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Oh, that's a good one. Ah. Uh, so, Jay Harvin 15, I asked for blue cheese on my Uncle Paulie sandwich, and they kicked me out because they don't support anything blue. Democrats. I really want to move on from this trans stuff, but it continues to dominate the headlines. Completely. Margaret Atwood, who wrote Hands Made Tale, I believe. You know who she is, right? You're a fucking egghead reader. Never. Right? Never read that, but yeah, she did write that. And she wrote a bunch of other stuff, poet. I mean, she's 84. I think she's Canadian because she lives in Canada. So the only people who live in Canada are Canadians. Nobody moves to Canada. That's another reason why they can really criticize us on immigration because nobody leaves Mexico or Honduras and goes, you know what? I want to go live in a fucking icicle for nine months out of the year. So if you're in Canada, it means you're from Canada and you're just there because, you know, we don't let you in unless you have some sort of exceptional talent like Martin Short. And so you end up just staying in Canada. So it's very easy for you to go, what? Hey, what's the problem, eh? Why are you so harsh at the border, eh? Hey, maybe it's because everyone's trying to get into this party and nobody wants to go to your lame-ass Trudeau-led party. Okay? Our party's kicking lounge life hits and rap and, and people are twerking. Your party is just like people holding cosmopolitans and saying, hey, nobody wants to go to your party, Canada. So I assume she's Canadian because I know she lives in Canada, like all Canadians. And she got in fucking hot water for tweeting an article that uh, she shared, not written by her, written by somebody else. That's, the title was, Why Can't We Say Woman? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. Let me see the tweet. Why can't we say woman anymore? Question mark. If, if, milk, if milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard, why can't we say woman in your tweet is going to bring all the trans activists to your mentions? And that's exactly what happened. And Margaret Atwood joins Dave Chappelle and J.K. Rowling's as America's access of evil. The three North American fascist Nazis who have 
traditionally been ultra-liberal, one of which is a Muslim black man. The other two are regarded as two of the most champion feminists you can imagine. When I went to her Twitter mentions, because going to Twitter mentions is just a fun thing when you go to see the ratio. And um, the people who were dragging her, drag her girl, were all saying, used to be such a fan. Uh, one of my idols, sad to see one of my idols promote turf dog whistles. Um, this will lead to trans death. I don't know how we've gotten to the point where asking the question, is it okay to still say woman, leads to the murder of a trans youth, but that's exactly what will happen to you if you ask the question, why can't we say women anymore? Do you understand the world we're living in right now? If I call a woman a woman, I am, I can go to jail. <laughs> pretty soon. And look, don't get me wrong. I don't really care about this. This is really a, a, a woman's fight. And I would like to see it. I want to see trans women versus women. Now, the advantage that trans women may have in an open field, hand-to-hand -hand combat war, MMA, Russian style, where they do groups... There's this Russian sport where there's just groups of MMA fighters on two teams and they just fight each other. I want to see that with the TERFs versus the women, okay? Now, here's the deal. The trans women may have a little advantage according to real TERFs. I'm talking about anti-trans people, quote-unquote, allegedly, who claim that they have an advantage in sports because of greater bone density, Okay. So you may have a few bigger girls on that side. There may be a few bigger girls. There may be a few handsomer women on that side who could maybe take two or three um, people with wombs. The women may be able to take a few people with wombs. I'm going to try to do this very politically correct. So there will be women on one side, on the other side, and we'll throw in their allies too because those allies don't lift weights. So throw them in there anyway. So it's the, it's the women, the women, and all their allies versus um, people with wombs who obviously don't have that bone density advantage, but they do have the numbers advantage, which is very wild that uh, so many of them on that side are in opposition to what the women are saying, but these people of wombs, they can't get unified. They're not even unified on whether Erica knew her husband was stealing all that money on Real Housewives, let alone unified on, hey, maybe we should tell these trans activists to go fuck themselves because I gave birth and stitch up my pussy, and if I wanna call myself a woman, I'm gonna, because unless you can push something the size of a fucking watermelon outside of something the size of my tight little kiwi pussy, you ain't a woman, sister. You're a trans woman. That's fine. I'll call you she. I'll call you whatever the fuck you want. But I fucking pushed something out and I had to get my fucking pussy sewn up. But they can't come together and say that.
because they're people with wombs. And people with wombs have, as you know, smaller brains. They have smaller brains and they don't know how to unify. Okay? All they know how to do is throw pussies on their hats and hit the streets. But on that side, we'll have, uh, we'll also include, so there's going to be a lot of them. What are they, 52% of the population? So, but, you know, 52 of them won't come out. So let's say about 15%. It'll be like a WNBA game. It'll only be like, it'll be like a WNBA championship parade. They'll just be people walking to work <laughs> and a few young girls. A few young girls, a few young girls who, uh, who love Ellen, if you know what I mean, who aspire to be on the Los Angeles Sparks or whatever the WNBA team names are. I don't know, the Liberty. So there won't be a lot of show from the peoples with wombs. So we'll have to reinforce them with the lesbians because the lesbians will show. Lesbians got each other's backs and they carry baseball bats. Remember, they are the Marines of gentrification. They go into the toughest neighborhoods first, buy cheap property, and open a lesbo bar. It's the first thing they do and they start a softball game. And those bitches are not to be fucked with, okay? They're the first in, the, the lesbians. They're in. They come in there with their goddamn sweaters <laughs> and they drink beers, they roll up their sleeves, and they play kickball. Now, the lesbians and the trans activists are at odds because, as I said, this BBC article, which is also being called a national tragedy, is uh, lesbians who are talking openly about the pressure they are feeling from their friends and trans people to hook up with trans women. And if they don't hook up with trans women, they're TERFs. Or, here's another one I like, they are genital fetishists. And that's a pejorative, meaning if you are a genital fetishist, you are also a TERF, meaning that if a woman has a penis and you don't want to hook up with her, that means that you are discriminating against trans people. I am not making this up. You cannot demonetize me for telling exactly what's in the article. Now, you want to know my personal opinion? If I was a woman and I met a woman out and I didn't know she had a piece, even if I'm a man, I'm still going through with it, okay? I'm getting down to the nitty gritty. When I get to the, the middle of the Tootsie Pock, I'm going, okay, I guess we're doing something different tonight. Looks like you got a horn, madam. No biggie. I am not a genital fetishist. If a woman is hot, she's hot. Okay? Obviously, I prefer to call But if we're dealing with a hot chick and I get down to the middle of the Tootsie Pop and she's got a little bit of a horniness antenna, big deal. We just do it doggy style and I just pretend like my dick was so big I broke through to the other side. Use your imagination. My personal opinion, I don't have a problem. But some people aren't attracted to penises, whether they're on women or men. Sexuality is a spectrum. Go figure. And isn't it so ironic that trans activists are discriminating against lesbians for having a particular sexual preference? 
Isn't that ironic that they're bullying them for not wanting to be lesbians with trans women? Saying that's not normal and you're bad. Isn't that fucking hypocritical? Oh, God. You know, I want to say that I'm brilliant, but you don't have to be brilliant to make these points in these. That's why there's so many successful internet pundits right now, because if this wasn't such a crazy era, they would just be teaching class in whatever dumb university they were teaching in. But now all you got to do is go on the internet and say something semi-rational and reasonable and something that is just, we all believe, but we're scared to say. And everyone turns you into a thought leader. <laughs> just ordinary professors from classrooms in the universities you've never heard of. Not even fucking Harvard or Yale, any of that shit. Some fucking college in the middle of Maine, you know, they get canceled. And then all of a sudden they show up on some fucking mega podcast and say, you know what? I think there's a difference between trans women and women. I have a hunch. And then people are going like, wow, this person is a member of the dark, dark web. And they're a thought leader. I just said something that this is hypocritical, that uh, lesbians are discriminating against, I mean, TERFs are, uh, I'm sorry, trans people are discriminating against lesbians for their sexual preference. And uh, it even felt, it even felt like an amazing point to me. Like, I was like, oh my God, am I that smart? And then I realized, oh God, no. It's just, I'm still semi-sane, which is a bad sign. That's a bad sign, Baba Lamas. That is a bad sign. When Yanni can say he feels semi-sane with an argument. Go read the article for yourself, BBC. Did you pull it up? Yeah, what's the title? Go read it for yourself so you know I'm not being a turf. We're being pressured into sex by some trans women, by Carolyn Lowbridge, the BBC. This isn't fucking Newsmax.org. This is the BBC. And you read it for yourself. Can you scroll down? Because there's some good parts of it. Uh, I've had someone saying they would rather kill me than Hitler, says 24-year-old lesbian Jenny. They said they would strangle me with a belt if they were in a room with me and Hitler. <laughs> uh, this was so bizarrely violent just because I won't have sex with trans women. You bitch. Jenny is a lesbian woman. She's only attracted to women who are biologically female. Turf. She therefore only has sex and relationships with women who are biologically female. Well, you can choose to do that or you can be murdered in a hotel room. <laughs> she doesn't think this should be controversial, but not everyone agrees. She's been described as transphobic, my favorite, a genital fetishist, a pervert, and of course, a turf, a trans-exclusionary uh, radical feminist, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. So join the club, Jenny. You now stand with J.K. Rawlings, Margaret Atwood, and other very progressive liberal women. <laughs> Oh, so I don't know. I don't want to keep talking about this, but it, it's kind of like a layup. It's like I'm on the layup lines and the game hasn't even started yet.
Guys, if you're into sports betting, and who isn't, man, it makes it much more fun. You get more involved, and you can win a little juice. It's exciting. Uh, but you know how fast these sport lining, uh, you know how fast the lines can change. Um, and you've got a lot riding on those odds. It pays to stay ahead of the curve and to get some tips, to get some info before you place your bets. So the best way to do that, and I mean this, is listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM for your betting analysis and information. They are absolutely great. It's Michael Jenkins and uh, Chelsea Messenger, and they break down the big takeaways and uh, they make sure you know everything you need so you can bet smarter and you can be informed before you bet. Okay, they feature uh, bookmakers, Odyssey insiders, uh, and BetMGM experts, so you'll always get a fresh take of whatever action you're looking to get in on, my peoples. Um, so, as much fun as it is to bet on the game, it's even more fun when you got the inside scoop. So, ready to bet with an edge? Tune into the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. You can listen weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern on Odyssey, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger for all your betting info. When those lines change, baby, you'll be the first to know. Guys, just because you're a fella doesn't mean you shouldn't be taking care of your skin. Thank God for geology. It is so much fun. Uh, I'm obviously using it now as I use everything they send to me for free. And I love it. Geology is a six-time award-winning men's skincare company recognized in Men Health, uh, Men's Health Esquire and Ask Men uh, Grooming Awards. They absolutely crush it. And it's a fun, easy way. You sign up, you pick what you're looking for and what you think your skin type is, and then they send you the regimen. I'm number 17, which I love. So skin skincare is built around a handful of powerful proven ingredients that have been trusted by dermatologists for decades, my people. They got ingredients like retinol, niacinamide, I can't pronounce that, and kojic acid. Uh, they don't sell dandelion root extract or sage leaf oil. We'll leave that to the other guys. Geology is one of the only men's skincare companies to have retinol as an active ingredient in their products, and I guess that's something good, okay? That's uh, one of their talking points. Look, whatever they're putting in it, I don't care if they're putting horses pee in it, which they're not, but it's making me look fresh and cute, and that's all that matters. It fights acne, reduces oilness, prevents wrinkles, and combat dark or puffy under eyes, which I've been hearing a lot that I have. So watch what happens now that I'm using geology. They're going to be gone. So how does it work? It's very, it's, it's actually fun and easy. Um, you take a 30-second diagnostic quiz and just with a few cl clicks, tell them about your skin, your goals, and their team of dermatologists will design a regimen just for you like they did for me. Then it's shipped directly to your door. Very simple. Um, so here's what you do. Um, you start with a complete trial set, Okay. Uh, the products work best as a set. So you start with a 30-day trial of all four products. Everyday face wash, which you got, guys, you should be washing your face every day. Vital morning face cream, put it on, okay? If you want to stay manly, you don't got to tell anybody, but your face will look coyote. Repairing night cream at night and nourishing eye cream so you and your girl can put your creams on together. It's great. Uh, this includes two bottles of face wash, one for the sink and one for the shower or one you know, to travel with when you go to the gym. 
So you continue with your 90-day supplies of the products you love most. You subscribe and save or go a la carte. It's up to you. You're in complete control. No uh, no funny stuff. Um, they got exceptional customer service and skin consultation. And you are guaranteed to love this, man. People will notice the results. Go check out the reviews. They got like four or 5,000 positive reviews. People actually love them. So head to geology, that's G-E-O-L-O-G-I-E.com. Take this free skin care quiz and save up to 50% off on your 30-day trial. And just click the, the link below. That's geology.com to save 50% off on your 30-day trial. Start taking care of your skin, guys, and go with Geology. They got a great offer for my fans, and you're going to love it, and you'll see results immediately. Whether you're traveling or you just want to learn a new language, there is no better option for you out there than Babbel. It is the number one selling language learning app for a reason, my peoples. Babbel's got these cute little 15-minute lessons that uh, just make it fun to learn a new language. Um, and unlike other language apps that use AI, these guys use language experts to craft their little lessons. You can choose from 14 different languages, all the goodies, Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, they got speech recognition technology to help you improve your pronunciation. It's just the best. If you're looking to learn any of these 14 languages, just go with Babbel. You should do it anyway. You should always be looking to improve your brain and learn another language so you don't get Alzheimer's. Exercise this thing. Fulfill the potential of it. So this is a great modern way to learn language. Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. You get half off, my friends. That's six months for the price of three. So just go to Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com and use the promo code LONGDAYS. All one word. That's Babbel.com. Code long days. Language for life. <laughs> Can you guys hear me or no? No, they probably can't hear me. So I'll restart it because what happens is when I get a phone call, it interrupts my live chat. And now my phone is frozen. So please don't call me for anything, bill collectors or my bank. My bank called me and they asked, uh, they want me to invest money in other accounts because I just have money sitting in my savings. And I said, they said, are you planning on doing another investment? Like, why are you holding all this money? And I said, I said, quite frankly, I said, you want to know why I'm holding all this money? Because there's about to be an economic collapse, a civil war, and I just want to have some cash in my hands so I can buy guns if I need to. I mean, what do you want me to do right now? Is this the time for me to buy anything? We're about to break up as a country. I want to have a couple dollars on hands to maybe be able to barter that paper for a slice of pizza, maybe because I, not, I don't fully trust Bitcoin to be the currency of the apocalypse yet because it lives in the fucking internet. So maybe I'm going to stick with the fucking monetary system we've been using since the private bank that is the Federal Reserve started making us all slaves. Is that fine? I have a bunch of debt notices that I can use for food and guns. I'm going to hold on to that and put my investments off until I can see that maybe women can say that they're women. So I'm sorry, member of my own bank, who I won't use your name, 
But there's a reason why I always reject your calls. And when you called me today, I thought you were someone else. And I picked up and I was like, damn it. And I don't, I don't appreciate the small talk at the beginning. How's your family? How's your baby? You don't care. You don't care. All right? You want to move my money into accounts in which I could lose money. I don't like being in the market. Okay? I am a paranoid Greek who, if I could, would put the money in my ass like a drug mule so nobody can touch it and nobody can find it. I'll stuff it in a condom and fill every one of my orifices with stone cold cash that the government can't trace because I'm a geek. And as you can tell by the trajectory of the Greek economy the past couple of years, we don't love paying taxes. But if we don't get the benefits we're supposed to get from those paid taxes, we will riot in the streets and spray paint them. And blame the Germans and the Jews. You can't, look, if you don't, the Jews, it's like the fundamentals of hate. Like, you know, when you become a basketball player, they say, get the fundamentals down, learn how to dribble, learn how to pass. Can you throw a double-handed back pass? Like, if you're going to become a stupid, hateful person, the fundamentals, rule number one, it's just a bounce pass. Hating the Jews is a bounce pass. If you can't hate the Jews properly, you're not allowed in my hate group. That is 101. Get the fundamentals down. Always the Jews. Always. Number one. <laughs> okay. Jesse, can we move on from the trans? You're forcing me to do all this. This is all Jesse's idea for me to spend the first 15 minutes continuing. This is three episodes in a row. I'm going to release one more and call it the closer. <laughs> this is my four-part trans rant comedy special. And at the end, I will refer to myself as the GOAT. And then I will disparage Nanette. Oh, I never remember her real name. Hannah Gatsby. Leave that poor Australian lesbian alone, okay? Jesus Christ. She's got the body of a substitute history teacher. Leave her alone. <laughs> Cuckknocker says Schindler's Laws of Equity. Okay, let's 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 roll the dice one more. I see. I just read. I don't read it. I don't proofread it. I just read what I see. I just see a long one here. So I'm expecting maybe a, de a potential demonetizer. Jim Bort says certain animals literally choose their sex, and then through I don't know the power of intention, some kind of magical physical transformation happens in the wild. That was a waste of your time. I'm sorry I time raped you. From now on, I will only be reading. Whenever that happens, you all go in the penalty box. You all suffer. Okay, that's the way fucking despots do it. One of you fuck up like that. Now I'm only reading Jay Harvin comments for the rest of the fucking episode. But while this is all happening, while this BBC article came out, while Margaret Atwood got put on the, uh, the trans SS person of interest list, <laughs> The State Department has amended passports to add a ex-gender option on the passport, which, mark my words, by the end of this year, will be controversial because it only lists one extra gender. So mark my words, 
You heard it here first on long days. Before you know it, it may even only take a couple months. This will become problematic because it only offers one extra option besides M or F. X, people are going to be writing articles going, I feel dehumanized by my gender being referred to as X when my gender is actually Zuby. So I need the Zuby option. I need the Doobie option. Jay Harbin 15, Giannis is going to talk about trans and becoming one of them. He's going to be the Kevin Durant of trans. This is a fun one from Jay Sunset. He, just, Oh, she just said, Greek economics are in the penalty box. I like that. <laughs> it's an upcharge for the normal passport. So Z gender has been added. So I know that they did that to try to maybe uh, alleviate some of the controversy, but it's not going to do it. Z is not good enough. What does Z mean? Z? Oh, it's X. Do you, you know, you're pretty sure I don't have a brain tumor that I, I, I can clearly see it's an X, but I've been seeing Z. And the last episode, I said admirable for admiral like the whole episode. I also called... Uh, Britannica I also call that AstraZeneca for half of the episode so when you come here not only do you not get real news here you don't even get real words <laughs> so Enos Cantor this story is crazy Enos Cantor is a Turkish basketball player so right away I don't like him um, he's a good basketball player He's been around for a while. Now, the thing about Enos Kanter is there's a dictator in Turkey, Erdogan, or whatever, how you pronounce it, Erdogan, or Erdogan, or however you pronounce it, the dictator in Turkey. And uh, there's a warrant for Enos Kanter's arrest, so he can't go home ever again. Um, and that's because he's very outspoken and critical of the dictator, and um, dare I say, Enos Cantor has some nuts on him, man. He's got some big Turkish balls. So the past couple days, he's just been going Yanni Long Days on his Twitter. I mean, I would love to stand next to Enos, uh, Enos Cantor, just like the same way a pretty girl gets ugly friends for pictures, just to emphasize how beautiful she is. Because if I stand next to him and I put my Twitter next to his Twitter, his Twitter, they're going to call him Enos Long Days and me, Yanni Hilarity. Because this kid has been going long, criticizing Nike, criticizing China a few times, criticizing them for their treatment of the Ugar Muslims, criticizing them for slave labor. Here is the latest, and these are the sneakers I believe he wore on the court. They have blood splattered on them. They say hypocrite, Nike, modern day slave, and there is uh, paint, red paint in effigy to represent blood splattered all over them. And his tweet, let's see exactly what his tweet is. 
to the owner of Nike, Phil Knight. You know Phil Knight's just waking up in Portland with his security guards behind his security wall while pink-haired anarchists are just blowing shit up and taking over city blocks outside and the police aren't showing up and murder's running rampant and Batman is nowhere to be seen. But inside his little Nike compound, he's enjoying a really high-class French cup of coffee and a baguette, maybe a croissant, and he opens his paper and he sees to the owner of Nike, Phil Knight, and he's going, ah, fuck. Can't we just continue to rake in trillion dollars of profits and use these athletes as mouthpieces with a non-disclaimer in their contract that says, if you criticize China, you will be executed on a Portland block by a band of, uh, a band of Antifa and the law won't find you because they've been defunded. And that's a clause in the contract. Can't we just continue this beautiful little system where we send the orders to China? China takes their little cut, which the government steals to continue to invest in their infrastructure to make them a superpower while the people temporarily starve to death with a tube in their asshole feeding them protein or whatever lowest level of sustenance they need to eke out these fucking LeBron James sneakers. Can't we just continue this beautiful system, Phil Knight's thinking? Not while Enos Cantor's around, apparently. To the owner of Nike, Phil Knight, how about I book a plane ticket for us and let's fly to China together? He said fly to China together because he's not allowed to fly to Turkey. We can try to visit these capital slave labor camps and you can see it with your own eyes. And then he tagged... Michael Jordan and the great social justice warrior, LeBron James. And he goes, you guys are welcome to come to. Now, when it comes to Michael Jordan, there's nothing, there's no hypocrisy to prove. Michael Jordan will just respond, hey, I'm an asshole. I've always been an asshole. I don't care about anything except my profits. I don't know if you remember the famous quote or infamous quote, depending on who you ask, that Republicans buy sneakers too. Go fuck yourself. I'm Michael Jordan. I'm above the law. I don't know if you watched a little documentary called The Last Dance, but not even my teammates like me. But then there's King James, who's very outspoken. But when it comes to China and the Houston general manager said something and slipped, King James said, hey, man, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. You know, the guy made a mistake. <laughs> so he's calling out, obviously, these two giant icons of American sports to say, hey, why don't you join me in bringing attention to this issue? Um, and then keep rolling down because it gets even better. He calls out, let's just call him Czar Z, Okay. Because that's what he is. And the Chinese Communist Party in another tweet. And he says, someone has to teach you a lesson. Okay, this is like going to John Gotti's face. Okay? Because you know King Z's waking up. He's eating his, uh, he's eating his breakfast, which is a uh, steamed Uyghur Muslim boy with a side of poodle liver <laughs> and a nice Chinese tea. And the, the the poodle is a dumpling. It's in a dumpling. And he just wants to have a nice breakfast and drink his Chinese coffee. And he's opening it up and saying, who is this guy talking shit? Can I just continue to pay these workers fucking a sandwich and a ruble or whatever, a yen? 
and have them make these Nike sneakers. So the company that makes them, the Chinese company, which is just a proxy of our government like the rest of the companies, TikTok, stop lying. We'll get to that. Um, and then they can just sh shovel all those profits to us to redistribute them accordingly to our military budget and maybe our laboratories that manipulate biological weapons and supersonic missiles. Where do you think that money came from? You don't think part of that money that funded that supersonic missile that caught American intelligence by surprise, you don't think part of that money came from Nike's business? Then you got no thing coming. You got another thing coming. That's all he wants is to drink his coffee and keep things as they are. The status quo of the CCP. But Enos Cantor says, someone has to teach you a lesson. That's like going to John Gotti and saying, you want to, you got a problem with me? He goes, I will never apologize for speaking the truth. You cannot buy me. You cannot scare me. You cannot silence me. Bring it on. This kind of feels like Conor McGregor shit talking before the Khabib fight. I think you're about to get your ass kicked, Enos Cantor. And then he has sneakers showing free China. <laughs> And uh, then there's a picture of him squeezing the head of some Chinese bear in effigy as a cartoon. No, Winnie the Pooh. You're not allowed to call him Winnie the Pooh because he looks like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, you're not allowed to call King Z Winnie the Pooh. So he doesn't have a sense of humor. Go figure. Go figure. He doesn't like get called Winnie the Pooh like James Matter didn't like Hey Bert. So it's a picture of Venus Cantor squeezing a Winnie the Pooh head, <laughs> which, is, which is the effigy of King Z. King, uh, yeah. Supreme leader. Jay Harden, 15. The only basketball player that the Chinese acknowledge is Steph Marbury, and that's because the guy's head looks like the bubbles in bubble tea. Steph Curry almost, Steph, uh, uh, Steph Marbury, Stefan Marbury, Almost looks Chinese in his phenotype when you see him. I, has, I bet you that has something to do with the reason they accepted him. Because let me tell you something about Chinese culture. They are fucking racist. Very racist. Google it or get smarter. Get smarter. Racism ain't just for Americans. Chinese society is extremely racist. So Enos Cantor is really uh, speaking up. So now Celtics games are not televised. The first game, I think it was opening night um, when the Celtics played, it was pulled off the air in China after he tweeted this. Um, so you know the NBA is going, okay, how do I get Dr. Fauci on the phone and how can he help me get one of these game of function new viruses that they're working on into Enos Cantor's soup so his lungs explode and he dies what seems like a very natural death. The balls on this kid. He's got big fucking balls. This is like the one thing you cannot say in Hollywood or particularly in the NBA. The NBA is massive in China, 
And so is Hollywood. Massive in China. They make a lot of money selling stuff and getting their stuff made in China or financed via China. So that's why you never hear anyone criticizing China. Uh, Benitez Cantor <laughs> just took it to Twitter. And um, now Enos Cantor just worked his way up the list of King Z's hit list. I think it goes like Taiwan, number one. Enos Cantor, number two. Hong Kong, number three. United States, number four. Capitalism, number five. That's his starting five of what he's going to destroy. So congratulations on to Enos Kanter for making the playoffs of who King Z hates. Supreme Leader Z hates. You are now in the playoffs. You've moved up the list. The ball's on that Turkish kid. They are going to have Yao Ming at the airport snatching Turks like rebounds. <laughs> J. Harvin 15, I wonder if there would be a Me Too movement in China if they would let their women talk. Yanni, I get a third round of Moderna if you let me open for you, and I ain't talking about a comedy show, Bubba. <laughs> Arc 707 says, Enos found the only lane where he can comfortably make money without playing defense. Welcome to America, home of the grift. Zach to the wall says, Michael Jordan's eyeballs are soaked in whiskey. They are red. They're very red. I think it's because of all the sticks he, he smokes. <laughs> all right. There's a lot of trigger words that are going to get us demonetized here on YouTube. China, uh, turfs, uh, women. There's a lot of real controversial words that you got to admit, you have to admit, it's almost like the seven deadly words. What were they? George Carlin. It's like if he was alive today, he'd be like, wow, we really have come a long way where you can say cocksucker now, but you can't say woman. <laughs> woman is a bad word. Oh, man. So TikTok. TikTok. All these social media companies are being vetted by Washington now. They're all having to testify uh, in front of our representatives to find out what's going on, why you, what's the role you're playing in making our girls sad. They want to know why so many female teenagers are sad. Like I said, obviously, the controversy is only about suicidal thoughts and anorexia in teenage girls because they're girls. Boys don't have those problems because uh, we're not as weak as women. I'm joking, obviously. I don't even have to say that. Um, so TikTok was grilled and asked many times over, mostly by Republicans, um, but I'm sure there was some bipartisan yelling at TikTok and its United States representative, whoever that fucking guy is. What's his name? Let's just call him Phil Knight or whatever. Um, so the United States executives uh, from TikTok 
Um, well, I'll just say Senator Markey from, uh, is a Democrat from Massachusetts. He made sort of an overarching statement. He said, the problem is clear. Big tech preys on children and teens to make more money. Okay, that's true. Um, the subcommittee recently took testimony from, obviously, the former Facebook data scientist, that whistleblower. We all know about that. And then Senator <coughs> Richard Blumenthal, another Democrat, says we're hearing the same story of harm. This is for big tech, a big tobacco moment. It's a moment of reckoning. There will be accountability. This time is different. So they particularly focused on TikTok to find out, uh, to, to, they wanted to turn the argument a little bit. So that's the sort of mainstream argument, like are you hurting little girls and showing them images and making them throw up their food? But then the Republicans got into the fray and they asked some uh, more controversial questions. They asked, are you working with the Chinese government? Do you give our children's data to the Chinese government? Are you tied to the Chinese government? Is the Chinese company that owns TikTok working with the Chinese government? And TikTok's head of public policy, Michael Beckerman, said, of course, idiot. The Chinese government owns anything. Don't you remember there was that Chinese billionaire that disappeared for two weeks and then showed up with a molested glow in his face like he'd been abducted and probed by aliens? What was his name? Ali Baba and the 40 Thieves? Ali something? I mean, the kid was like a famous billionaire who actually did like a town hall meeting with Elon Musk at some point, and then he just disappears. Jack Ma. Okay? Jack Ma just disappeared and then he shows back up and goes like, what do you mean? I was just in Corfu. I was in Greece. I was on a nude beach drinking frappes. Even though he's got a look in his face like the aliens just were probing him. So that's how the question was answered. He said, what do you mean? You guys, are you guys stupid? Of course the Chinese government uh, is involved in TikTok. And of course we send all our user data to the Chinese government. What are you, stupid? That's how China works. And it was the end of the meeting. They were like, okay, we got the answer that we came for. <laughs> I kid you. My point is, why would they even ask that question? What do they think Michael Beckerman is going to say? Okay, because what he said is absolutely not. Access for our data is done by our U.S. teams. If we are to collect biometric information, we do not collect biometric information data to identify Americans. We would provide consent and an opportunity for consent first, and we do not share it with the Chinese government. TikTok's privacy policy indicates that it may share data collected on users with a parent company, subsidiary, or other affiliates of its corporate group. So their privacy policy says different. You know that whole long thing that nobody ever reads? If you go to paragraph four, it says, we will be collecting your data and also following you around to get samples of your saliva and DNA so we can figure out what makes Americans tick. I kid. The company that owns TikTok in, um, in China is called Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> I kid you, it's called Chopsticks Inc. I'm joking. 
It's called General Tso's. I'm joking. It's called Sweet and Sour Chicken. No, it's called Bite Dance. B-Y-T-E. Dance. All one word, much like Long Days, which is wild. And uh, so Ted Cruz wanted clarification from TikTok. Can you go back up? Um, about the company's connections to subsidiaries of ByteDance. Um, because Reuters reported the Chinese Communist Party acquired a stake and a board seat in the Beijing ByteDance Tech, which is a subsidiary of ByteDance that controls the Chinese version of TikTok called Douyin. Can you scroll that? So, I mean, it is a decent question considering they sit on the board, right? That would be a that would be a question. It's funny how the Democrats just asked. The Democrats were just like, "Are you guys making our teens sad? Are you guys making our teens want to throw up their food so they can so they can look like Billie Eilish? Are you making them sad?" And then the Republicans are like, "You got to give the Republicans credit here on this one." They were like, "All right, all right, fucking, you know, you know how teen girls can be. Fuck them. Let's get to the real deal. Are you a Chinese spy?" I've asked you three times about the sister company that is obviously another affiliate. You've refused three times, Cruz told Beckerman. He really put his feet to the fire. The senator added, that does not give this committee any confidence that TikTok is doing anything other than participating in Chinese propaganda and espionage on Americans. Why would the Chinese government do that? Is it because it's so easy and we willingly join and they can find anything they want out about us? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. All I do know is that this Chinese company and app has us all our teenagers dancing around for eight seconds. So I don't know what other purpose this app would be except for to collect our data. If you could get our data, would you not do it? All three executives indicated they would support federal regis- legislation that banned targeting underage children with advertisements. Beckerman of TikTok said he'd be willing to take a step further and ban advertisements from targeting children on specific topics that are harmful. Okay, that didn't answer the question. Are you a Chinese spy? Snapchat's vice president of global policy, Jennifer Stout, said the company will support independent external research. So they're all playing ball. They're all playing ball. And Washington uh, needs to protect our children online, and they need transparency. They need accountability. So now Washington is finally going to regulate what is now our generation's um, railroad tycoons, these tech tycoons. And what that means for an independent content creator like myself is I am fucked because it starts with regulation on not showing teens pictures of hot chicks who are photoshopped and it ends with demonetizing my Instagram because I made a joke with the word Hitler in it when I was making fun of Hitler warming up for a speech in the mirror, which is hilarious, but these amoral bots just roam around and they see words and they demonetize you. So, if you don't go to patreon.com slash Yanni Longdays, Yanni Longday is going to turn into the longest night you've ever seen because the sun's going to stop shining and the lights are going to go out because the only place eventually 
I'll be able to do comedy and people like me will be able to do comedy will be on Patreon before they close that down. And then it'll be my own website, which will, let's be honest, will end up being on Donald Trump's new social media program. This has been long days and I don't want to, but war makes for strange bedfellows and I may not have any other choice. We may have to go hard right, even though I went left because I'm dyslexic. Guys, I will be at Magoobies in Timonium, Maryland next week when you're watching this November 4th. One show. Get your tickets at GiannisPappasComedy.com right now. Also, there's many other dates up there. GiannisPappasComedy.com. See if your city is on the list. See me live. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Yanni Longdays for your weekly bonus episode where we talk about more news and we go wild about culture, society, and all that, and we do it from the bathtub. Squeaky clean, my friends. And before I get into our small business sponsors, I just want to say that I find censorship much more disturbing than hearing from those I disagree with and even speech I might find inappropriate. This is important. Offensive speech might offend and it might hurt, but it serves a more important function of indicating that we are still free. That's the real virtue in offensive speech. It lets you know you're allowed to say that stuff because when you stop hearing offensive speech, that means there's only one type of speech that's allowed and freedom is under threat. Okay, hurt feelings is a small price to pay to ensure freedom prevails. There's no other way. This is reality. This is not a utopia. Nothing is free in this world, especially freedom. So I also want to say conversely, freedom without responsibility leads to tyranny as well. So those are the two sides. Welcome to the imperfect human condition that requires constant checks, vacillation, and maintenance, my friends. There ain't no perfect world. Stop seeking a perfect world just because you're coddled by the amenities of modernity and expect it because you have apps that cater to your every fucking need. It's an imperfect world, so stop throwing the baby out with the goddamn bathwater. That's your fucking long day. Now, let's get to our small business owners, Nate Linder. You guys know about Nady. What's Nady do? Well, he's a social, um, social media marketing guy. He's a wizard. He is the wizard of the social media marketing world. And you can, uh, you can go to natelinder.com if you want some help. You want to step your social media game up. You want to make some money. Go check out Nate Linder, natelinder.com right now. Okay, builds websites, does all that. Runs advertising campaigns. And he's starting at 100 bucks an hour. He will do in-depth consulting services and businesses that start at 100 bucks an hour. So natelinder.com for all those needs. Step your social media game up. Andrew Cuomo's secretary, that's Jamma Realty, Brooklyn. Uh, if you're looking for an apartment or any, a commercial space, hit them up, Jamma Realty. ZJammaRealty.com couple screwed in Jewish kids. Same thing, Grant Trower in uh, South Florida. Our man Grant Trower will find you a spot at grantrower.theatlanticrealtygroup.com or hit him up, 954-591-6465. I know he's getting some wild phone calls too. <laughs> so, and at Grant, un uh, Grant underscore Trower on the gram. Uh, then we got our boy Chris Minetti. It has to be read in his voice. I got a couple complaints that I didn't do it. So, Chris Minetti, call him, 215-750-3730 if you want to 
cash a check. Any business check, cash in the Philly, South Jersey area, call Chris. So the IRS is not involved. 215-750-3730. Call Chris. <laughs> the Bronx brand. Hit him up. Michael Hamlet Jr. Appreciate you, sir. TheBronxBrand.com. Go check out all these Bronx artists and what they're doing on there. Buy something from them. Support the artists. It's a revenue share for them. And they got all types of cool shirts and paintings and all types of stuff up there. Music, etc. Uh, so if you want that authentic New York Bronx hip-hop shit, go to TheBronxBrand.com. Promo code FUMES for 15% off whatever you get from my fans. Check that out. Our boy Reese Ormond. What's, what, what are you up to, Reese? How you doing? Very similarly... Uh, to Nate Linder, techvera.com. Cybersecurity, cybercrime, what, what is it? Encrypt your data, whatever you need to do, um, you, you hit up TechVera. They offer 24-7, 365 coverage. Just hire TechVera if you have some tech needs. Techvera.com, very simple. Boom, very affordable, especially for my fans. So you don't have to hire an IT person, just hire fucking Reese's company. Eastside Cheesecakes has a very... Special announcement, my friends, and I am hopping on it right away, okay? But unfortunately, I got to say this. They are going nationwide October 31st. That is international shipping. Hop on that. Try these cheesecakes. Trust me. Um, wait, now he says, sorry, national shipping. Got ahead of myself. I'm, you can't fuck with me here, Julian Gregory. So it's national shipping. So if you're in England, you're asked out. Okay, na- they're going national October 31st. I want you to crash their website, eastsidecheesecakes.com. Order these cheesecakes for the holidays. Okay, but long days uh, will not be honored on DoorDash yet for shipping. So 15% off with long days will, will not be honored. So that code will be for local pickup and delivery only. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can still use Long Days for 15% off. They're going to work with DoorDash and see if they can figure something out. Okay? I'm going to push for them to sponsor the pod. I appreciate that. DoorDash, hit up Alex Eldia. And maybe we'll get paid someday. Uncle Paulie's burned down. Okay, not burned down. But there was a fire and they aren't up and running yet. Okay, I don't need a whole paragraph, Julian Gregory. So the cheesecakes there have been on hold. Just don't disappoint anyone who showed up for a slice and didn't get one. Okay, so wait till Uncle Paulie collects his insurance money and gets his new spot. <laughs> and then go to Uncle Paulie's to get the cheesecake. But right now you can get them at uh, eastsidecheesecakes.com and follow Eastside Cheesecakes on the gram. I'm excited that they're going national. Um, so get on that. For the free, Aaron Leaf, all things music in Hawaii. For the free.us. Check it out. Go find out about local Hawaiian bands. And if you're going to Hawaii on vacation, all show info you can find out about. Forthefree.us. Rob's Mental Playground is gearing up for the holiday season, my friends. Rob'sMentalPlayground.com. Go see what you want to get. Go visit the playground. It's as simple as that at Rob'sMentalPlayground.com. For this entire month of November, you get 50% off, 20% off prints, 15% off apparel, 25% off paintings with the promo code Holiday Apparel, all one word, Holiday Print, all one word, Holiday Painting, all one word. Uh, I guess he's got three different uh, percentages, so he's, he did three different promo codes. So go, go visit the playground and buy an art from Rob's Mental Playground. If you're a true fan, you will buy something from Rob's Mental Playground. ExclusiveAutoShipping.com. Go get your free quote if you're moving your car 
anywhere in the world. All right, now for our newest Patreon members. Welcome our new Patreon members, patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days. You are now long haulers, top level fans. We got Princess Molly Little dash Piddles Herrera. You have way too many last names. You're like Rob's Mental Playground's promo codes. Just pick one. And then we got Fumes Too Weak to be Greek. <laughs> and then we got Son of Anders, Josh Hirecheck, Garrett, Alex Montez, Joseph Morales, Jordan Littlefield, Bradley Brocious, Tyler Pinnell, Raina M. Welcome, guys. Joe Biden's Big Dong. <laughs> Welcome. Brad Bertha, Mason Marion, and Holy Chit Podcast. You screwed in kids. So welcome. Welcome, and we'll see you next week. It's been a long